Hello, my name is Dave Fensom and welcome to the first episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. This is the podcast that me and my good friend Krista Greer have put together. Basically, it's a journey through number one albums of the 1990s where we listen to each one and review it in excruciating detail. Uh, the reason why we're doing it is we're both music fans. If you ask either of us, we really came of age during the 90s, you know. That was a really important decade for us and our musical journeys. You had hip-hop and grunge and Britpop and all these really really exciting things rave and breakbeat all of this great stuff was happening went to some fantastic shows but the one thing we realized is that that's not what the majority of people were listening to when we talk about the 90s our experience of the 90s was very different musically to the mainstreams and we realized that actually a lot of these albums that were number one in the uk where we lived we'd never really heard at all. So really the purpose of this in a nutshell is were we right to eschew these records in the first place just to ignore them or is there actually gold in them the Jamiroquai records? Were the Spice Girls better than we remember them being? You know, it was Phil Collins the new messiah? couple of words of warning we're very sweary uh, i'm from luton he's from northern ireland we grew up with a lot of violence in our lives and it's made our language profane bear in mind we know nothing about sound recording we've started off at absolute beginners we've got better as we've gone hopefully none of it's unlistenable uh, but do bear in mind if you don't get on with the first couple of episodes we do get better as we go anyway without any further ado here is the podcast hope you enjoy it that we've decided upon here we are going to listen to every single number one album of the 90s uh, starting with the first album of 1990 and moving through in chronological order we've got a couple of rules firstly it has to be an original album no compilations no greatest hits no the essentials I mean 1990 there was a lot of Pavarotti about me For some, well yeah that was, that was the football wasn't it yeah World Cup yeah yeah thanks football uh, brought us two Pavarotti compilations at number one. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm prepared to listen to some of the shit we're gonna have to listen. To. I'm not sitting through three hours of Pavarotti. No, fuck that. No, we we will we will obviously listen to it and we will mention it. Yeah, but we're not gonna dedicate an entire podcast to that fucking can we, thing. Can we skim listen it? Totally. Oh my right, god. Yes. The number one album uh, of Christmas 1989, moving into the first number one album of 1990, was of course, but seriously. By Phil Collins. It was. Uh, he, he released it in November 89, and it went pretty much straight to number one, and stayed there forever. Um, it was just, it was there for 15 weeks. Well, non-consecutively, there was one week where something else came in, yeah. but then Phil decided he had enough of that shit, and went back to number one. It wasn't fucking about Phil, it was wasn't, he? No, he was number one until... March of 1990, pretty much. It's, it's nice. I mean, it was like this album, as far as I can remember, was four times platinum in the UK. It, uh, yeah, totally. It's huge. 
Absolutely huge. No, no, sorry. Four, no, four times platinum in the US it is, and nine times platinum in the UK. Right. It's one of the biggest selling records in the English-speaking, Spanish-speaking, French-speaking, and fucking German-speaking markets of all time. I saw a stat that in Germany, it's the second best-selling album in the chart history of certified albums. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. I like the it's... Germans to, uh, <laughs> to buy an incredibly poor... No, let's, let's not no. spoil it. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it, but we cannot emphasize how much how big this album was. Yeah, yeah. And I must admit, I lived through this. I wasn't particularly aware of how big a deal that is. Yeah, or I, I wasn't I at the time. I, I, mean, I mean, I remember, because like, uh, the week before this, my birthday's Christmas Eve, and the week before this, I got my first ever CD player, right? And it was a bit of a mix-up. It was a bit of a miscommunication amongst relatives. Got a lot of tapes. Um, <laughs> I had one CD. I had one CD. I had Shakespeare's Sisters' uh, uh, Sacred Heart. Oh, it's, well, this uh, was a good one. And it's there. You can see it. Just there. Oh, We're here in my twat cave uh, in my house, uh, and all my CDs are in alphabetical order behind me because I'm that prick. And you still got the Shakespeare's Sisters? Oh, yeah, of course. That's usually your first CD. And then, uh, and then my second CD, I got a gift voucher. Uh, I think it was an hour price voucher, mm. possibly a WH Smith voucher when they used to sell records. Good times. Uh, and I got Duran Duran's Decade. Oh, well, fair. Well, well you, I know you. You're a massive John Duran fan, so yes, why wouldn't you have that? That's, yes, that's fair enough. Anyway, right, so so Phil, back to Phil Collins, right. So Fucking bland. I thought there's going to be no no hook to it at all, nothing happening. Right. I was occasionally right. pleasantly surprised. I okay, thought, I thought right. there's a couple on here which are okay, because I will I will happily say... Let's face it, Phil has written some fucking bangers. I mean, I'm a I'm a Phil Collins, a Phil Collins greatest hits. That's a fucking Precisely. that's a solid that's a solid twenty five minutes. No, it's, <laughs> that, that is not that's, that's unfair. So Phil's got some tunes, man. What's that? What's the single best Phil Collins moment? Is I can feel it coming in there tonight. Drum bit. Anyway, but yeah, so I was nervous. Ended up being. I thought this was better than I thought it was going to be. That's where I've come on. Did you really? That's where you, that's, because I had this album on tape when I was, when I was a kid, right? But I don't remember it at all. I remember the singles. So I suspect what I was doing at the time is fast forward. I mean, actually, it's had more singles than I was. Six singles of this record. Well, six singles officially. uh, One of them was only released in the US. Oh, okay. So five UK singles. Right, okay. which is that's that's Michael Jackson levels of single release. Yeah, I mean, it is in in some yeah, it is in some ways. I mean, I, I would say there's probably a fairly big quality differential. Very between. true, actually. Yeah, some of these singles shouldn't have been singles. Um, right. So I guess we should. Uh, but let's, I'll tell you what. Let's start with that album cover. I'm look, looking at this picture here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what are we seeing here? I'm seeing a man who really, really wants to be taken seriously. I mean, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's called it but seriously, which is a clue. He's looking off somewhere in the middle distance. What at? I'm, I'm going to say issues. This is one of the most kind of overdramatic album covers. He didn't need to do that at all. See, I'm thinking that the quality of his shave wasn't up to par. There's, there's a couple of bits he's missed. Is that just showing that he's a bit rough as well? He's not some clean-cut pop boy. I mean, he's never a clean cut pop boy. I mean, the no, thing about true. Phil Collins, right? Phil Collins is one of, I think one of the things you could say is probably one of the, the last great ugly pop stars, isn't he? Uh, well, he definitely didn't give a shit. Um, he didn't try and spruce himself up. He embraced the, the bold look. He, he went for that small, slobby bloke. Well, we've got, look, we've got the vinyl copy here, right? I'm pulling it out and I'm looking at the photos of him and they're, they're, they're broadly your common or garden recording in a studio photos, right? Mm-hmm. But in every single one of those pictures, he, he looks like someone's dad. 
Indeed, yeah. No, he's, he's got that look. I mean, he probably thinks it, it's got like an everyman look. Mate, look at how but, fucking... Look Look at his T-shirt. Right? Just There's a picture here. He's wearing a rugby top and it is tucked into the fucking belly bars. Like and a pair of slacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, right. So, so the, I mean, the overall cover, it's a, it's a simple design. It's, I, I would say it's very late 80s, early 90s. Oh, for sure. It's... It, it, it's it's one of, You can see record company going, that's the one. Yeah. That's the picture. He suggested, how about me looking moody into the distance off camera? <laughs> and they've gone... Yeah, wicked, and they've seen that. Done that, cheap as hell. Yeah, and yeah, but also it, it carries on from his previous one. That the no jacket required was just his face. But that was zania, wasn't it? It, it was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he's saying. I think he's saying like, I'm not going to be saying anything like studio this no, time. No, I'm fucking around, mate. No, well, I'm, I'm a grown up. Here's some issues. I'm a dad. <laughs> yeah. I dress like a dad. <laughs> Embracing his dadness. <laughs> Right, okay, so, oh, fucking hell, here we go. Right, shall we, uh, shall we hear how this album starts? Indeed. So, track one. First one, Hang In Long Enough. Um, this was one of the singles. This was uh, the last single to be released. First one of the album, last single to be released. But it's, it's to be honest, I think it's a good way to kick it off. It's, it's a big blast. Uh, well, let's just hear how it starts. All right, yeah, let's go for it. Horns. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I mean, first thought, first thought, which is a thought we'll come back to many times during this conversation, is there are too many fucking horns in this record. There really are. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, we are what at this point we're like two years post Sledgehammer. Oh, I've heard enough of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, two years post Sledgehammer, are we? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. Probably eighty-eight. First thing that came to my mind was Hue and Cry. Oh God, Labour really? Labour Love. For, for me, I'm just going like. Phil Collins has got a history of doing whatever Peter Gabriel does. There's absolutely it. Well, let's, yeah. I mean, again, we'll, we'll come back to this, but the whole issue stuff, some of the world music he's going to come into. Yep. He does seem to have a penchant for looking at Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Going, oh, that worked for you, did it? I mean, it mates, so apparently. I've done a bit of research on they are mates. Uh, they were at each other's uh, weddings. Lovely. Uh, or, well, I mean, well, one, of, one, of, <laughs> one of Phil's weddings. Sure, um, no one's got time to go to all of Phil Collins' weddings. <laughs> <laughs> My schedule's too busy for that one. So, yeah, I mean, that, right? But, but I, this, this is a big tune. I think, I mean, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am in no way going to listen to this again after this podcast it, finishes. This is a terrible song, Krista. It, but, but it's a big one. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an opener. It's an album opener. When I heard this, mm-hmm. I didn't feel excited to hear the rest of the album. <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 I, when, when I first listened to this, I went... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> Ten years of this, right? That's right. what I thought. Um, sure, I okay. mean, yeah. lyrically, right, yep. it seems to be about hanging in there. Like, you're going to get the yes. right opportunity. Yes. There's a lyric in it, though, that, right, tell me if you can make any sense of this. There's a lyric in here that says... You'd sell the hole in your pocket if you could find a way. I, I, what the fuck does it mean? Uh, Christ knows. This is not the only time I've read a Phil Collins lyric this album and gone, I, I'm what? N- none the wiser. It fits the meter. It's, yeah. It, it, it's like, oh, this will do. This is why they don't generally let drummers write lyrics, isn't it? They really shouldn't. Okay, what I will say for this song, yep. uh, there's a, there's a, on the reissue I listen to, there's a, there is a live version, right? Oh, dear. Uh, and I will say it sounds like it's built for massive 
stadium production. I bet it's a banger in a stadium. Uh, the thing is, I also I looked at uh, No Jacket Required. Yeah. And he's using the same. It's this, the, 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 this group called the Phoenix Horns. He used them on that. So I don't know if he's got a long-term contract and he's getting his money's worth. <laughs> he's paid up front. Is one of his brothers. It's probably four. <laughs> the four members are probably four of his ex-brother-in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the alimony. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, it, it's it's over overpowering on the horns. Okay, so hang in long enough. Okay, you're uh, yeah, it's a it's a mild thumbs up from you. It's a, it's a, an indifferent from me. The next track is called "That's Just the Way It Is." Uh, that's yeah. Right. So let's 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 have a look. So we start. Okay. Let's put this in. Little simple beat. Little simple beat. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the presets on a Casio. But here comes the uplifting keyboard part. Yeah. What, what, what do you make of this song? Oh, it's balls. Yeah. It, it's it's proper balls. And I don't know why he's called it that's the way, just the way it is. Well, it's because it's got that little sad note that goes under. That's the only bit about this song I like where it goes, that's just the way it is. Oh, for sure, but <laughs> Bruce Hornsby did, yeah. did a song called That's the Way It Is three years before. Uh, this th- th- isn't the only song on here that's got that's got the same title as another song from the eighties. No. Uh, it really isn't. I, I no. was, when I was googling the lyrics, it kept giving me other songs by other artists. All oh, right, okay. Um, this uh, I've written down here, and I think mm. this is all we need to say on the subject: bog standard album filler ballad. Yes, that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. I've got no, I've got nothing else for this song. I, 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 it's a wa- it's wasted everyone. But, but it, 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 you say it's a bog standard album filler. This was a single as well. Was it? This was this was the, this was the fourth single out of the five. I mean, this that this is not a single. No, absolutely not. I mean, maybe it's the fourth single when you're struggling. But why? I mean, I mean if, you're, if you're if you're selling, if you're going nine times platinum, you're not struggling in any real meter. No, right? no, this is true. But then, uh, you know, that's the record company going. Oh, we're still number one in the album charts. Let's chuck another single. Out. Fucking hell! Yeah. Awful. And the other thing is. And again, I didn't know this at the time, and I'm sure I would have been more than happy. This is about the troubles in Ornarn. Is it now? It's about the troubles. Wow. Yeah. And and so what he's saying is, oh, that's just the way it is. No one knows why we're fighting. Isn't this awful? That's just the way it is. Well, he's not fighting. He's in Chiswick. <laughs> Some say that'd be worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one says that's worse. <laughs> but, right. um, and also, because it is... A song about the troubles and the the D I R A and such. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think that uh, to have some military drumming come in halfway through oh. is borderline. <laughs> Okay, you're talking about how awful everything is, and you're not taking a side, Phil. Nice one, you say. Everyone's at fault. Okay, but then don't have a marching band come in. I mean, you could have put a couple of like Westwood bomb drops in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your boy Phil Collins up in this place. What is that? If you're going to have a military band, you're going to have a marching band, then maybe stick some tin whistles and borons in for, for the other side. A couple yeah. of galloping horses yeah. for a council of state. Ridiculous. Anyway, so what's the next song called? The next one. Yeah. Do you remember? And the funny thing is, yes, I do. 
because it's exactly the same as the previous fucking song. It is. It's well, let's go again. Look, here we go. Let's go again. So we start with a simple beat. Breeze out on a Casio keyboard. Mm. And it becomes the uplifting keyboard part. It really is. This is the same song as the last one. Yeah. You've got some balls to put this next to it. With it yeah. To me, that's bad planning. Yeah. And weirdly, if you look at the back of the album cover, yeah. uh, the vinyl album cover, yeah. which I bought off Discogs, nice. ladies and gents, the track listing is different. Yeah, and that's... They haven't put this next to it on the vinyl. And that's that's a better move. Because this is the same song as the last one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, this one... Um, uh, lyrically, this is about relationship breakups, right? Right. And I think as we've already established, I don't think anyone should be taking advice from three times before C. Phil Collins. <laughs> no, his uh, self-help book, yeah. his, his relationship book, is not going to sell. I mean, I've got, I, I would be more interested in hearing what he's got to say about the troubles than about relationships. Yeah, and I have no interest in that either. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I feel he's, he's probably got at least some more credibility in that. Fact. Yeah, indeed. It, it, you know, he didn't start the troubles. He was definitely at fault. Isn't that Billy Jolson? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, this is this is absolutely true. He has been through a couple of divorces by this point. Yeah, uh, he, he's constantly moaning about his relationships and saying sorry to ex-wives in yeah. songs. This is just another one of those. Yeah, it's 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 the next in line of oh god. I think I screwed this one up as well. <laughs> yeah. That was a single in the US. Was it? That was a single. I what? mean, why? The, the thing I've always liked about Phil Collins, right, mm. is the fact that he was largely responsible for that trend in the 80s of wearing an oversized suit jacket with the arms rolled up. Right? Absolutely. That, that's how I picture him. And then he came out with an album called No Jacket Required. What the balls Ooh. on that man? The balls <laughs> on that man. <laughs> Well, next one, yeah. absolutely, is Something Happened on the Way to Heaven. Yeah. Right, okay, immediately, now we're talking. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, the look on your face is telling me that you quite like this song. Oh, I love this I song. really quite like this yeah. song. <laughs> this, this is definitely the goodie. And again, another single. This was, oh, yeah, no, this was... single number three yeah. in the UK. Now, what I'm going to say straight away... Too many horns. Well, Yes, but they kind of work on this one. I don't they know. do. Terrible title. Rubbish. Yes. Rubbish. Yes. Right. Yeah. However, massive chorus, isn't it though? It's, it's so like good. absolute banger. I fucking course. love this. One, yeah. Man. Whenever I was listening through to this, you know, the, God, more times than I care to think about. <laughs> hair for this. Every time I was going this one, I was like, Yeah, man, get this chorus. Absolutely. This, this, this is the banger. This is this has got the big fill emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. But. There's a big but. Mm. The problem is the lyrics. Okay. Because there's a thing about the lyrics, right? Like, let's go. Let, let's go. How many times you say I'm sorry, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, the the. the I'm gonna say I'm sorry. Right. The lyrics of this song, right? Where he's like, um, you can run and you can hide, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not leaving. So you come with me. <laughs> you can just imagine him ah. shouting it through the door of a women's <laughs> refuge, can't you? <laughs> I see. How many times can I say I'm sorry? Right. You can run and you can hide, but I'm not leaving until you get with me. You know, now you said it. <laughs> We've had our problems, but I'm on your side. Yeah, that is, yeah that, that's, a, that's a battered wife right there. Wait, I'm telling you, that's a conversation he's actually had. Oh, dear. No, I've just I've stuck the chorus on so I can 
do this to myself. It is exactly that, isn't it? No problem, bro. I'm on your side, Shell! I don't like school, Shell. Please believe me! Please. <laughs> oh, mate. Okay, well, there's a, a new twist. I haven't. You've ruined it for me. <laughs> you have ruined it for me. Uh, I still love it, though. It's still a big tune. My question to you, right? Because, oh, yeah, that's, that is. That's, a, that's the, the big one for me. Yeah. That is absolutely. Head and Shoulders so far, best song we've listened to off this album. Yeah. Have you watched the video? I have not. Well, Jesus, right? Is the video for this, uh, and I, again, I implore anyone listening to go and look this up. The video for this, I've never seen it, obviously, <laughs> obviously is uh, footage of all the band, all the horns, everyone. There's like 12 of them. Of course there are. Uh, in a big barn rehearsing. They're doing a rehearsal for the live show. And there's a little bit of Phil going, all right, now you stand over here and, and all right, we're going to do this. However, the main, the, the bulk of the video is shot from the perspective of a dog that happens to be passing. <laughs> a dog that is passing this barn and pops in. <laughs> and so, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> You see this dog come in and everyone goes, oh, there's a dog, and it keeps playing. And then the dog just sits in front and is watching. And the rest of the video pretty much is looking up at Phil Collins as if you were a dog in black and white. Because it's obviously in black and white. And then, and then. Good detail though, to be fair. Oh, yeah, fair enough. And then, yeah, it walks around. It has a piss on the the leg (laughs) of the bass player. It takes a shit on the stage. (laughs) And someone stands in it. And then it fucks off again out into the garden. Like the littlest hobo. It's is very very bizarre. That's brilliant. And you know, and and the thing is, Phil and the the crew are absolutely aware that this dog is in there, and they keep looking at him and go, "Where's the dog going? I'm off to step some shit." But it's never acknowledged that. I wonder what the dog thought of this. Well, I hope th- it made a video. I mean, I'm not going to be funny with you, mate. I'm, I, I, the biggest surprise for me is the fact they didn't try and give it a fucking trombone. <laughs> For me, classic out like some of the most classic albums have a really strong one, two, three, mm-hmm. like first three tracks. Well, you should, yeah, absolutely, right? You know, you need to hook the listener you know, in. straight out of Compton again, straight out of Compton. Fuck the police, gangster, gangster. Bingo, right? yeah, absolutely. Appetite for destruction. Welcome to the jungle. It's so easy. Night train, right? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, right, and you know, countless other examples. Those are just ones over my head at the moment. For sure, this is the fucking. The, the 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 too many horns song, mm. uh, then two two shit ballads which are basically the same as each other. Yeah, well, that's the issue. There there should not. If you if you're gonna go up, if you're gonna start from zero, yeah. obviously you come in at nothing. You don't know what you're doing. Even all right, you, you're gonna say it's only going up to like twenty or thirty out of hundred on that first song. Even if you go up to fifty, you don't then go down to ten or five for two songs. No, exactly that. Exactly that. You lose you lose all your momentum. Yeah. Another thing I want to try and do on these podcasts is try and look at what else was happening in the charts. Uh, right. Uh, in terms of, okay, Phil Collins was the biggest selling thing, but wasn't. You know, what, what else was going on? Usually I would do what, uh, what else was in the top 10 this week, but because Phil Collins is you know over 15 weeks, I've just done the first one. Now, okay. The week after Christmas, what albums were in the top 10? So let's see if any if you had any of these, if you remember any of these with particular affection. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Number two yeah. was Jive Bunny, the album. I had that. Good Lord. I right. had that on tape. That was one of the tapes that was I it? bought that Fuck. year. It was a miscommunication. Oh. I did not ask for it. 
but no, I had it. No one asked for it, sure. No, I, I, I had it. was it. number two in the charts. It, mate, that, those singles were enormous. Oh, they were. Well, I remember the singles just all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Totally omnipresent. Awful, yeah. Yeah. After number three, Kylie, Enjoy Yourself. Yep, I had that. I had the poster on my wall as well. Nice. Yep. Uh, well, did you also have Jason Donovan's 10 Good Reasons? Which I is did, that four. was bought for me that year on, uh, on right. tape. On tape for Christmas. So Kylie and Jason together. Uh, Tina Turner, Foreign Affair? I didn't have Foreign Affair. No. Uh, Lisa Stansfield, Affection? I didn't have the album, but no. I mean, I did enjoy the pop bitch rumour. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yes, the, uh, the igluing rumour, <laughs> as it's known. Uh, I mean, uh, I know it isn't true, but I wish it was. No, I know, you know, of course it can't be true because that's ridiculous, but I've heard it from so many different people. I know, but I mean, that's because everyone wants it. If, if you don't know what the iglooing is, I mean, yeah, just Google it. I mean, it's... Not, um, not while you're at work, but yeah, yes. Thank you. Thank apparently Lisa Stansfield might... I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, no one's going to listen to this song. No, I'm going to get sued. But no, that true. is an allegation and we don't believe it. No, absolutely. Krista believes it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so I didn't have the album. Uh, she was, I think, unreasonably popular. I don't think she had anything. <sighs> Boring. That's the thing. She she had a decent voice. Yeah. Um, she had a couple of okay tunes and she had a collaboration with Cold Cut. I don't see why there was a big fuss about Lisa Stanfield. I mean, because you weren't a middle-aged woman. Of course, that is probably what it is. Uh, and also, I wasn't a middle-aged man, so I didn't get into Chris Rea's The Road to Hell either, which was... Uh, no, no. But, I mean, I'm not... I, like, everyone's dad had that record, didn't they? Yeah. It, it, that, that was a, a record that was sold to dads. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I reckon there was a marketing department specifically for dads, and that was on the wall. I reckon, yeah, I reckon that their slogan was, buy dads for dads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, right after this though, New Kids Hanging Tough. I had that record. Right, okay. I really like that record. Yeah, I, I, I did at the time. I, I, I don't think. I, I mean, look, Hanging Tough is a fucking banger of a single, indeed. Right, and so and uh, the right stuff. Is right stuff. Band, yeah. Right. The rest of the album's a bit girly ballad, right? I see. Oh well, yeah, boy band staple, really. But you know, they were a, <coughs> they were a good boy band. Well, they were very well put together boy band. They were massive. Yeah. But it, it was, back then there wasn't the competition that there was, let's say, even five years later, I don't think. Well, I suppose not. I mean, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that came out. There was big fun. <laughs> Bros. <laughs> exactly. Well, mm. okay. <coughs> uh, then Wet Wet Wet, Holding Back the River. Had that. Good Lord. Actually, no, I didn't. That was the second album. I had Popped In Sold Out. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, well, yeah, I don't even remember what singles would have been off that one. Oh, so, yes. whatever. But then, number 10 this week is Madonna's Like a Prayer. I mean, one one of the best Madonna albums. I've got strong opinions on Madonna. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. I bet you do. This I, is... I, I had this album. I played the shit out of this album. Yeah. I mean, Like like a Prayer, as you know, right? oh, it's the greatest pop song is, ever written. That's brilliant. The best pop song ever written. And it's about a blowjob, which is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, for, for that to be a top ten album... Of yeah, course it is. Oh, of course it and is. And I mean, that album was number one a lot as well. That album's been out for a, a solid year by the time sure. it hits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It got the bump over Christmas and then stayed in. Yeah, I reckon it's... I, I think... I'm, I'm not doing any research on this at all, but I think Dear Jesse was a big single that Christmas. Right. right. That's okay. just memory. I might be wrong. No, fair enough. So, well, yeah, this is it. It brought it back up. But that makes sense to if me. If I am, emails. Yeah, indeed. Right, let's get back into this record then. Yes. So, track okay. five. It's called Colours. Oh, God. Yes, it is. Okay, let's uh, play a bit of this. Oh, if we have to. <laughs> right. uh, God's sake. 
And again, this is coming off the back of something happened on the way to heaven. So we've had this big thing. Yeah. And then, no, let's bring it right back down again. I mean, listen to it. It's just another Munda. Plinky, plinky. Yeah. I mean, this is... uh, I mean, I cut it off. I can't can't listen to it anymore. But this is Phil Collins on Apartheid. Yes, exactly. And I'll be honest with you, he's not the first person I'm looking to for an opinion. Really? A middle-aged rich white man? I mean, to be honest with you, probably not top ten. <laughs> probably go to Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue first. I mean, I probably would, to be honest right. with you. you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, at least they've got more experience of living in a racist country. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, Australians. Um, yeah, I, look, yeah. man, there's a lyric in this, right? Mm. I mean, there are some there are some terrible lyrics in this song. Yes. But there's a bit where he's, he's trying to paint a picture of life in the township. Yes. And he's talking about children, and he says, holding their heads, breaking their bread with a stone. Yes, he does. I mean, to yes. me, of all of the things about apartheid that I think are difficult, I think the, the lack of bread knives probably, again... <laughs> It's not, it's not, probably not everyone, probably not, I mean, fair enough, maybe he's, maybe he spent some time in South Africa and there were issues with a role. I'll tell you you what, he's the only one talking about this shit. Children are crying, fighting for food, molding their heads, breaking their bread with a stone. I, I don't know if you saw this as well because uh, like I said it's part of heart right? and he's presumably he's, he's seen all he, he did the Live Aid stuff he's still feeling guilty uh, top fact about Live Aid oh that he did both of them yes the only person to do both like, basically what they did is they put him on a plane they flew him from London to Philadelphia uh-huh. and like, I feel that that was basically a threat for people to donate <laughs> like they were saying if you don't donate we have the ability to weaponize Phil Collins oh, and send him to where you are, right? <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, we better... Oh, Christ. Oh, oh, yeah. What if he talks to us about the part of it? <laughs> True enough, actually. Yeah, that would that would uh, definitely put the fire on the... Uh... And they put him on fucking Concord. Yeah. Concord. It's like, to me, like if you're trying to raise awareness about starvation and hunger, put in a bald man from Chiswick on the world's most luxurious uh, plane. Yeah. Feed him on champagne and canapes on an eight-hour flight across the... And all the cocaine that they could fit oh, in there yeah. as well. Yeah. But anyway... Um, but no, sorry, uh, the thing I loved about this song, uh, apart from that it's shit, yeah. the thing I did love, I, I looked it up, and the original title of this, right? right because it's, it's a song in two parts. There, There's this first part, which oh, we just played course, a bit, yes. and then I, if, I, if I just uh, find... Let's hold it. There's a second bit. Oh, yeah, so he's doing this for a while. Then this is kind of world music a bit. Yeah, this is, this is it. What? What's happening? And and this is in an eight minute, eight no nine minute song. That's two and a half minutes in. He's doing this. So what, what's the rest of this going to be? And then I'm just going to skip again. It goes back into absolute eighties yeah. terribleness. So that's what goes on. But it turns out that the first part originally was going to be called him, as in H Y M N, him, because sounds like a him, mate. Yeah. The second part was going to be called, oh, exclamation mark, Mr. Bota, what can we do? Oh, my God. That's 
apparently a fact. Oh my lord! That he was going to directly talk to to, oh, to Bota about apartheid, and it was called oh exclamation mark, Mister Bota, what can we do? That sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a George Formby film. <laughs> A musical I never oh, want to see. <laughs> what can we do when I'm cleaning windows? Absolutely. So, obviously, I don't know that. Presumably, the record company stepped in and went, Phil, mate, love it. Love what you're doing. Get your nose out of the gag. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop <laughs> anything that you think you're getting right here because you're not. Let's just call it something else. What was it about? Apartheid. Call it colours. That's fine. And, it, and his first question was, What would Peter Gay call it? <laughs> My biggest problem for a song about apartheid is just all a bit jaunty, isn't it? <laughs> I have no doubt he had good intentions. I mean, I, look, this album should have just been called Good Intentions. True enough. Yeah. Let's face it, in 2018, he wouldn't get away with this shit. No. Like, he would, Twitter Twitter would be all over him. Yeah. He would be he would be whitewashing, he would be mansplaining, he would be... Culture of Yeah, he'd be doing all this stuff, and, you know... I mean, I don't think he would have deserved a hard time. He's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to... Well, this is it. Again, in his head, he's bringing this information to the masses to make the world a better place. Exactly. In his head, he's he's a white saviour. Exactly. But it is just smug bullshit most of the time. I mean, you reckon Drilling was hanging out with Sting? Oh, Sting is absolutely all over this as well. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, in, on the previous album, No Jacket, he collaborated. He's done stuff with him before. I... Bet Sting visited the studio and Phil went, Oh yeah, no, I've got I've got a song. What's it about? Oh shit. Um it's about apartheid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. On the subject though, right? Huh? Since he's writing a song, like he's trying to be like kind of write a song about you know South Africa. Let, let's just take a moment to to take in the fact that Phil Collins' full name is Philip David Charles Collins, mm-hmm. which is basically every white person's name at once. <laughs> Ah. I mean, he's basically like he's, na- he's named like the disciples. It's like, like even Colin is a band's name. Do you know that's what I mean? True, actually, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, anyway, that's yeah, no, he has no real place. He's got a lot of names. Like this. Right, track six. What we got? Track six. Okay, well, it's another single, obviously. Of course, it is. It's "I Wish It Would Rain Down." Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, fucking here we go. <laughs> See, I'm all right with this one. Are you? I am. You know who's playing guitar? Uh, straight away. It's yeah. instantly clapped in. Yeah. There's no mistake there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he's wanking all over it. Oh, God. He, uh, all the way through this, there's, there's you know, too many little frills on guitar the entire song. Yeah. Absolutely. But that chorus where he just drops the note. Oh, yeah, I wish you would rain. That's all right. That's yeah, okay. I, I, look, this is, this is in the... This is on the right side of acceptable for me. Yeah. It's got these big choral BBs in it. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, if I went to see Phil Collins live, I'd want to hear that song. Totally. Yeah. And I got the impression that even though he's saying, oh, yeah, this was my fault. I, I screwed up this relationship as well. Of course he did. Of course he did. Really, that's that's Phil Collins. That's his, his raison d'etre. But I got the feeling that he was being a little bit smug and self-congratulatory in admitting it. Right. And going, yeah, mea culpa. So I'm the big man here. <laughs> that was my fault. And I think I need some recognition for knowing that. And uh, who better to describe it to you than my good friend, Gary <laughs> <Patterson>. <laughs> Absolutely. Apparently this was single of the year in Canada. 
Was it? There you go. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah, of course it was. Again, I want to point anyone who hasn't seen it towards the video for this. Oh, God. This is not a goodie. This is good. Is there a dog? There's no dog. Right. But there is Jeffrey Tambor. Okay. So, this one... They've, D- disgraced. Gone, <laughs> disgraced actor. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, and they've gone a full-on nine or ten minute thing on this. The right. first four minutes are set up where... Uh, they're, they're rehearsing for uh, a musical in the 30s. Rehearsing again. Rehearsing again. Brilliant. And Phil Collins is on drums. And then they come to this big number, the rain number, and the singer's nowhere to be found. Oh. And Jeffrey Tambor's like, oh my God, he's the director. He's like, oh, what, what's happening? We can't do it. We can't, this can't go on without the rain number. Of course not. Eric Clapton goes, hey, my friend Bill, Bill, Bill Phil Bill. Collins, Bill Collins over here, he's <laughs> Bill, an, he's an Bill okay singer. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing and so Phil Collins is like oh, oh, if, oh well I guess if you want me to oh, okay. so he gets up and he's just this raggedy old drummer yeah. and it, the, the expressions and the, the emphasis and pain that he puts into his performance to impress his director is ridiculous oh my god yeah it's it's a little epic and then it shows how uh, this, this poor little drummer's career took off and there's newspaper headlines of oh, when he met the president it's stupid and brilliant right amazing so now the big one. Well, yes, this is this is yeah. the, the first single of the uh, first single, the big Grammy award winning single of the year. Huge! It was massive. I mean, Jesus Christ! Let's yeah. listen to the start of it. See, I think this starts quite promisingly. Well, it doesn't sound like what it's going to be. It sounds like Nine Inch Nails. It, it, yeah, that's true. It sounds like Nine Inch Nails. Depeche Mode, kind of creaky. Yeah. And like, okay, this is really atmospheric. I really like this. Oh, that little guitar there. Whatever. Let it go. Some drums coming in. Oh, hold on. Oh shit, it's this one, isn't it? Yeah. You start recognising it. And, and out of nowhere, it just comes to the most unnecessary keyboard part in the world. Oh, Jesus. There it is. Ah, oh, there you go. You shattered over my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's this one. It's another day. Yeah, I mean this is a, this is by all means it's a terrible song. Oh, it's, yeah, it's appalling. It's, it, it's yeah. one of the most smug, kind of self-congratulatory things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it, it, and it was everywhere. Oh my god, absolutely everywhere. Now I had a little bit of research on this. Now mm? I don't know what your memory of this is, but I, I mean I I I think I presumed that this must have been a charity single. Oh, that's a point. Uh, like put out like with the shelter or something right. like that. I don't, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me, I must be honest. No, I'll be honest with you, I presumed, because it was so completely issued, about the homeless, mm. such a big, I pre- no, mate, no. no. Now, this was just, the only person less likely to be homeless off the back of this song is Phil Collins. Right. Right, <laughs> right? and the people associated with Phil This is. I wonder if he did some sort of a placatory, oh, we'll give X amount of money to a charity, I just mean, because people would have... Kicked off. Surely. I mean, who knows? I haven't researched it. That no, I'm not much. sure. I just want to make a cheap joke. But yeah, um, for sure. the thing is, right? There's a, there's a thing in the lyrics in this where he's like, where the, the, there's there's someone he's talking about. You know, the girl, she cries out to the man on the street, yep. right? Yeah. And he looks back, pretends he doesn't see her, right? Yes. That's Phil, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's, That's the third person he's speaking yeah. in. It's got to be him. It's him, isn't it? Yeah. He's he's fucked off some homeless people in the end, right? Yeah. And then when it gets to the second bit, there's a lot of supposition, I've noticed. Because you, you can tell from the lines on her face. Oh, yeah. You can, can tell, tell she's that she's been, been there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably been moved on from every place because she didn't fit in there. Why not just ask her, Phil? 
What, you know, you can't, you can't, like, you should yeah. not have even been homeless. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't 1990 it was just little crusties right? well, mate, Phil have a conversation don't just look out your limo mm, it's I, true though I don't believe he cares about this N- no I, I think he had an experience where he was hassled for change yeah and someone pointed out to him you know you could have helped that person and he went oh yeah oh I have the power to change and then he wrote song instead of giving me yeah. money yeah yeah, I think, yeah, you know, fair. more power to him. I wish he hadn't written that song, though. Oh, totally. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. David Crosby on backing vocals. Really? Yep. Brilliant. Exactly. That's what he did in 1990. Why don't you get an actual homeless into there? <laughs> an actual homeless. <laughs> I mean, like, get him in the studio, keep him out of the rain for a few hours. That's true. Yeah. You know? Is... Okay, I mean, luckily no one's going to listen to this, otherwise we get complaints about well, that. Yeah, true Just be clear, I give money to shelter every yeah. month, and I never kick the homeless. <laughs> So, oh, but, the, but that was going to be in fucking trouble, right? But, but that was, like you say, huge. It was number one everywhere, yeah. fucking worldwide. Yeah, it was. It was all over the place. Thing is, right? I suppose it's easy to be critical of it now, but looking back, mm. probably that was the one thing that started off the chain of events that meant there is literally no homelessness now. <laughs> Fair enough, I see. Yeah. Track eight, heat on the street. Okay, this. Jesus Christ. uh, Heat on the street. Let's talk about the insensitivity of following up a song about homeless people. (laughs) One called Heat on the Street. (laughs) So, this is Heat on the Street. Okay, what do you think the first three words I've written here are? Total fucking shit. I know, I've written too many horns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is absolute balls. Yeah, this is this is. No, you know what? Right, I don't think this is absolute balls. No. Right, I've read the lyrics mm. and I have no idea what it's about. Okay. There's literally nothing about it. Right. Right. There's a line in it that says the treat that the streets are getting tough. Mm. What, mate? The, the streets are shit. Yeah. I don't believe that you've got any street knowledge, mate. No. No, absolutely. Despite how much you want to think you might be a little bit of a, a Cockney geezer. Yeah. He's not. No, mate. You're 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 a drummer. Which yeah. is it? A frog rock drummer, no yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's mm. that doesn't say that doesn't say uh like gangster rap to me. No. Why did he write this song then? Because it is almost like he's he's fronting that he knows what it's like, man, he knows what it's like out there. Yeah. The heat on the street. But the thing is, right, I'm gonna write another one about shit relationships. I, I think this is something we're gonna see quite a bit of in the early Because you remember because around nineteen ninety, mm. right, late eighties, early nineties, that was when the big move over to CDs was coming yes okay vinyl was starting to die yep and this is what happened and one of the things they were selling CDs on was the fact they were longer right you didn't have True. limitations yes. so we had this move where you went from perfectly reasonable 10 track albums yep. to 14 15 track albums right mm. and because you and I remember this simply for the fact that that was the time when you stopped being able to get a whole album on one side of a C90 exactly right? yeah it was no longer 45 yeah, yeah. exactly right yeah. and that was that was annoying because mm. I didn't have a lot of money to buy tapes to copy music <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well exactly I do suspect you're right it was taken off the, the release for vinyl for a reason because it's one of the worst tracks on See, I think it's one of the worst I think, I think it's not quite I think it's a near miss really I think it doesn't work as a song yeah but I think it's got a lot of the trademarks of a good Phil Collins song uh, it's right jointly, it's upbeat I'd much rather hear that than either of those two ballads fair enough right. well, yes you're right but I, I, I don't know I think 
I can see why they put the ballads on the album because they were about issues. They were about uh, apartheid. They were about um, famine or whatever. I mean, not sure what this is about. No, well, this is yeah. I don't get this at all. Is, do we think this is like his uptown girl? <laughs> Very good analogy. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's going, "Why have you done this film?" Yeah. It's like, fuck off! I'm Phil Collins. Have <laughs> <laughs> you killed me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that's what's on his business card. <laughs> Some albums that came out that we're not going to be able to talk about because they're not number ones, right. but they came out in the period that Phil Collins was number okay. one. Okay. Just bang through these. They Might Be Giants, Flood. Brilliant. The first That was the first vinyl album I bought for myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'd, I'd done tapes before. That was the first vinyl album I bought by myself, my own money. Sure. Love it. I, well, to be honest, this is it again recently. Some of it's a bit shit. I, I still I have fond memories of Triangle Man. It tri- I have fond memories of it. It's not that good anymore. Oh, well, yeah, but it, some things are best left in the past. Yeah, indeed. Primus Frizzle Fry. Brilliant record. Did we? Did you know at the time? I didn't know it at the time. No. no. But I'd, I'd be, it would probably be about 92, 93 for Primus Frizzle Right, fair enough. But Frizzle Fry, man, starts off with that kind of rush riff. Dang, 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 mm. dang, 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 dang. Oh, that's amazing. Right, so... John yeah. the Fisherman on it. Oh, that, 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 that's February 1990 that came out. So while, while Phil was at the top, MC Hammer's Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. Jesus, God, yeah. I had that. I bet. No, oh, mate. God, I, I, I didn't, but... It's only because no one got it for me. I, I say I had that. You still I've, got that? I still got that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. looking I've in the CD, there. right? It's up there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, under H. There you go. There it is. Right. And then the other one I've made a note of is, in fact, Bell with the Bow's Poison. Oh, Came out in March record. of well, 1990. I kind of forget that I had that big swing. I had the like, New Jack swing period. Sure. Uh, kind of, I was oh, really huge. into like Ralph Tresvan and Johnny Gill right. and Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still in the Bell Biv DeVoe. But he isn't, uh, Even though, oh my God, Bell Biv DeVoe, there are some problematic lyrics on one of their singles. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, it's in, um, what's the, what's the track? What's the second single called? A Doomy. Oh, oh, yes. And it's got that lyric so, and it goes backstage, which... underage adolescent. Oh, there is. How actually, are you yeah. doing? It's like, oh, mate. Oh, don't do this. Yeah, you I mean, it, yeah. Uh, it was a different time. Mmm. I'm still illegal. Also, the top 10 UK singles in the week of uh, the 6th of January. Run down Band Aid 2, they know it's Christmas number right, one. Off. Absolutely wrong. Jason Donovan, When You Come Back to Me, I don't even remember that song. Oh, I've got, I, I had the album mate. Yeah, it was well. quite. No, I don't even remember. I don't myself. remember that one, is the thing. Uh, number three, Soul Soul Get a Life. Brilliant tune. Indeed, that was a great tune. Number four, Jive Bonnie, Let's Party, whatever. Number five, Madonna's Dear Jesse. So like you said, I was it, right. You were right. Yeah. It was big at the time. Number six, Andy Stewart, Donald, Where's Your Trousers? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I think I've got that on seven. I had the 12. Did you? Uh, no, not at the time. But maybe a year later, I found a charity shop. Of course you did. Uh, but I do remember Simon Mayo playing it on his breakfast show all the time. Yeah. And thinking it was very, very funny. Oh, me too. Yeah. I oh, did. I, I was like, I, I was yeah. oh, and he's doing Elvis accent oh, now. Yeah. Fucking God. Yeah. Number seven, Kaoma Lambada. Worst. Dreadful. Worst. Absolute bullshit. Dreadful. No? Forbidden dance. <laughs> number eight, though. Yeah, Souls, Magic Number and Buddy. Oh, my God. That's, it. that's just massive. That's the thing. I lost my 12 inch of that. Cut it. Yep. Got it. Number nine and ten, New Kids on the Block. Hanging tough and you got it. The right stuff. Nine and ten. Yeah, brilliant change. Um, what was number one album in America? That year? Number one yeah. album in America uh, was also about Seriously. But of course in, in, the, in the time period that he was number one in the UK, uh, they also had number one albums in the US by Millie Vanilli and Paula Abdul. 
Oh, Paula Abdul. Yeah. Was it, uh, was it um, uh, Forever You Go? I guess if that's the 1989 one. I think so. Or one the, straight, up, straight Up is one of the best. Oh, that's a great tune. Oh, my God, that's a good tune. I thought that was earlier, though. I did as well. I thought, I thought it was like 87, 88. Right. So maybe, maybe it's second album. Yeah, second album. I can't remember what that was called. Not sure. Spellbound? I don't know. Possible. Possible. But yeah, so the Milliganelli and Paula Abdul also had number ones while Phil was one in the, in the UK. Uh, the US single, the top single in the week of the first week of January was Another Day in Paradise. So Phil's just fucking everywhere. Killing it, rough. Yeah, but then also... Kill Collins, mate. Indeed. For the, in the next couple of months, there were number one singles by Michael Bolton. Yes, there were. Yeah, Janet Jackson and Paula Abdul. Yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the scene, anyway. That, that's where you are. Right, let's, 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 let's finish this shit. Let's bring this motherfucker home. Yeah. Right. Okay, so... Oh, we should probably put a swearing one at the start of this podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah, or try not to, but... Um, oh, fuck yeah. that. Right. So, track nine. All of my life. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see how this starts. The start is something else. Yeah, right. I mean... Okay, here we go. Go on, play it, Lisa. <laughs> it's proper like Lisa Simpson, <laughs> in it? <laughs> Bleeding Gums Murphy. Candy Dover. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is an actual intro to an actual song. This is awful. It's really bad. It's I don't know. If it, this sounds like the background music of a, a scene in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, like a languid sex scene. Yeah. Oh, no, but hear this coming. Oh, yeah. That's like a knife through your soul, isn't it? Yeah. I've just written here another dreary ballad. Fair enough, really. Absolutely. It's but oh, but, oh, but it's, this is particularly dreary. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, he's really going for it. It's like this, can't... Oh, stop searching, Phil. No. Yeah. This is like this. This is the start of. This is the start of the conce- confessional father-son stuff on this record. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean But this is more Maya Culpa stuff when yeah, I was wrong and please forgive me and I'm not really that guy. Yeah, I mean you are Well man. you've been proven over and over. Yeah. I mean there's a there's a you know, there's there's a there's a there's a history. Anyway, look, right, I feel like we're being really down on Phil. I don't want to be down on Phil. No, no, but this is yeah, a bad song. That, that was a terrible song. Steve Winwood is on organ on that one. Whoa. He's drafted in another, you know, musical mate. To yeah. make some dull, dull yeah, music. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's dad rock at its best, isn't it? it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, all right, let's move. We don't need any more. So, no. now, <laughs> now then, mm. number 10, the only instrumental track <laughs> on the record, Saturday night and Sunday morning. Sunday morning. What are the first three words you wrote for this, Dave? Uh, I, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look. This is a fucking weird piece of music, right? Yeah. There's only one reason I can think for this to exist. Yeah. Hang on, let's just get the change in. Oh, another. It does this. Yeah, and, and again, this is only a minute and a half long, this entire yeah. song. Yeah. So it's a bizarreness anyway. And then it does this, yeah. right? The only reason I can think of this song should ever exist is if Gloria Estefan was doing burlesque. 
like literally it's, it's all like it's like okay, I've heard this Miami Sound Machine song so here's all of this here's my instrumentation here's my Latin rhythm uh-huh. and then for no reason at all here's something from a 1920s strip show yeah it's yeah. like what, what? who are you appealing to and there's a live version of it on the re-release he was, oh, there is. He was playing this live well, I've got, well how else are you going to show off your marimba section oh my god yeah no, terror, like almost in, well, no, indefensible. I would say. Well, indeed, um, it's not on the vinyl again. It's yeah. left off the vinyl. However, uh, I mean, I, what I've written is this is Phil wanking off a big band at Mardi Gras, right. which I feel is fair enough. I think that's what it is. Um, this is another one. I mean, I think probably given the fact it's not on the vinyl, the yeah. record company have gone. Just let him have it. Yeah. Oh, he's really insistent. Just let him have it. God's sake. He's done this. He's made it already. And presented it to us. Fait accompli. Just stick it on the end. Yep. I think that sounds... I think that sounds... Uh, yeah. That sounds fair, right? Yep. Grammy nominated, though. Was it? Grammy nominated that year for Best Instrumental Song. You could really get away with any old shit. Oh, like, God's sake. Really, really. Well, especially really if you're Phil Collins. Yeah, exactly. That That's exactly the thing. That. Yeah. It's, that, that is self-indulgent to the point of fucking up the rest of the album. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's awful. Yeah. But it's not the worst song on the record. No. <laughs> Shall we play the next song? Yeah. Track with, 11. With, with, with absolutely no portent whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> next song is called uh, Father and Son. Father Two Son. Oh, Father Two Son. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Okay. Father Two Son. Father to Son. Yeah. This is properly doling out the, the dadness right now. Right. I mean, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Mm-hmm. What I've written here is this is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can't be wrong. I mean, like, uh, do you want to sum up what this is about lyrically? Go, yeah, well, it's. It's it's a dad, yeah, saying, no matter what happens, I'll be there for you and I love you, yeah, and th- th- I just want you to know that no matter what you do, but right mm-hmm. in the middle of it, there's this really long treatise about his son meeting his first love and the advice that he gives about love right, right yeah so he's saying you know like if your heart beats faster then you know she's the one and there's all of these things like you know if don't forget you she's as nervous as you are right yeah and like you know uh you know you're he's basically saying you know you'll find the physical side of it that will come naturally right oh, right so he does all of this stuff right he's talking this he's saying like you know talking to what's presumably an adolescent son mm-hmm. about early sexual encounters mm-hmm. right and that's there. And then the next bit, he's literally saying, just look behind you. I'll be there. <laughs> I mean, fucking, for the radio, Chris has put his thumbs up. Right? Right? Look, right? Can you imagine anything Go on, worse? Son. Can you imagine anything worse than being in an early sexual encounter? Turning around your dad being there. And your dad being Phil Collins. Oh, my God. <laughs> Double whammy. And, like, fucking really knowing a thing or two about rhythm. <laughs> yeah. You want to double oh down on your thrusts there, mate. That's horrendous. Can you eat there with a metronome? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And, and you're right. Um, presumably, he is singing it to his own son. Yeah. His son from his first marriage was 14 at this point. How embarrassing yeah. must it be to have 
again, on the biggest selling album of the year, yeah. there's a song about you maybe thinking about girls' boobs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. Does that offset the amount that you probably get because you're Phil Collins' son? Maybe not. Yeah, and all those uh, very extravagant birthday parties you probably had because... He was separated from his family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those those. Want to go to the zoo today, son? No, let's go to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that kind of shit you can probably get away with if Phil Collins is your dad. True enough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's just awkward in all ways. Oh, it's awful. It's yeah. uh, it's a proper toe curler. Yeah, uh, I was listening to it and I was like getting like I don't know like I just felt like I felt my like my testicles like kind of like just sure, growing yeah. back inside of my body. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. scratching my neck and having presumably maybe happens. they again on the CD they were like, well, no one probably going to listen this far. I'll just stick it on there. I mean, if if I hadn't have had to, I would have stopped by this point. Fair say. enough. Yeah. Oh no, God, you would never. You would, if, if you thought this is where this is going, that's the end of yeah. that. Then right. So the last song. Last song. The last one. All right. This is find a way to my heart. I haven't got any notes on this one because you came round before I finished writing. Okay, okay so. fair enough. Uh, again, right. So this wasn't a single, but it's another kind of six minutes long for a start. Let's see what I've written. Yeah, this is dreary as well, isn't it? Uh, no, it starts off like this. This is the thing. It starts off another one of these big, long, wandering, wazzy intros. Do you think he like he, he was like trying to recapture the success that he had with in the air tonight with these intros? Oh, could be as well, or he just discovered a didgeridoo. But um, he discovered a didgeridoo. Where was that? <laughs> Around Peter Gabriel's house. <laughs> but you know, it, so it does this. But let's skip ahead. It, again. This is one of the ones that I thought he's putting in that sort of drum fill because it's a little bit more complicated than just a 4-4 and he's a drummer. Yeah. There's no need for it to be that little kind of almost jazzy riff on there. It doesn't need it. Uh, but it's more upbeat. There's horns. It's it's this one sounds like a precursor to when he wrote those Disney songs for me. It's 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 almost like uh, as if it were in uh, American Tales, one of those sort of things. Find a way to mind. Yeah, this is alright actually. It is. It's, it's okay. It's alright. But it, it's, it's again, I think this is the right way to end the album. You don't end on Fire of the Sun, you know? Otherwise, people just go, oh, what? Bullshit. You end on something like this. It's not the greatest, it's not the worst. And if, if I'm right, I'm just going to skip right to the end. It does this for like a minute as well on the way out. So again, using up space on the CD, but. People are probably going, oh yeah, no, and I can. After all that little horn section, calm down. So yeah, that's that's how it finishes. That's it. Right. Okay. So, so thoughts, thoughts. Okay, I would say songs that I genuinely like on that album. Mm-hmm. There's one of them. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that is, yeah, I mean, it, it, something happened on the way to heaven. Yeah. That's the only one that I can say that that I like. Sure. I I don't mind, I wish it would rain down. Yep. Um, and that I mean, the rest of it can fuck off, really, can't it? Oh, well, I, I whether or not this is because listening to this album for this particular reason, mm-hmm. starting off with hanging long enough over and over and over. Yeah. I'm all right with that one as well. Okay. I am. I'm okay with that. See, I'm I'm not. No, I, it's, it's, it's wormed its way into me. Has it? Yeah. 
much like Phil Collins in <laughs> many, many moments. Um, yes. But, yeah. Um, okay, uh, look, so, so if if something happened in the way that is the best song, yeah. which one is the worst for you? Uh, Father and Son. It's, it, it is Father and Son. Father and Son, without a doubt. Fair it's, enough. Because it's awful. It, it's, it's complete bullshit. I, I'm between that and um, Heat on the Street. Heat and uh, Street, no, it just annoys me. Now, see, Heat, heat and the Street, I understand. Heat and the Street to me is middle ground. It's like mm. I say, I think it's a, it's an also ground. It's not right. It's 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 bland and it doesn't do anything. Mm. But it doesn't fail as completely as, for example, <laughs> like that's just the way it is. That's oh yeah, that's no, that is, that is, is it. Turgid is the exact word actually. Yeah, and you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Having accidentally listened to the live versions, right? Yeah, I do think that the live versions are better. I think, I think, yeah. I think some of these things have been designed to be played out live with a big instrumentation, fair enough, and sounds much more fun. I, I hear them and I'm like, okay, actually, I can imagine being here and I'm okay, sure, not fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was at a Phil Collins concert and some of them were taking up time that they could be playing Invisible Touch for the fourth time, <laughs> yeah, I'd be very upset. It, well, indeed. Right. Yeah. I want to hear Easy Lover. I want to hear uh, Calling in the Air tonight. I want to hear Sissy. I want to hear all of those big shows. Well, you want to hear Greatest Hits. Yeah. You want to hear Phil Pockham's Greatest Hits, probably in order. Right. So, one of the features of this podcast Mm -hmm. is as we go through, we are going to create the definitive album tracks playlist on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So, I would say. There has to be at least one song from each album. Fair. Right? Yep. And no more, I would say, than three tracks. Yeah, otherwise you just... Otherwise it's too much, right? I would would make a case here. Mm -hmm. Personally, I would say one track. That's what I would... You would just go, something happened. Yeah. That would be... Okay. Where would you be? Well, I, I would be something happened and... Wish it would rain down. Wish it would rain down, yeah. Okay. We were early in this process. I'm mm-hmm. happy to be open-minded. Let's let's put them both in. Fair enough. For now, fine. Okay, yeah, you'd, be, like, you'd be a finest on our Spotify account. But yeah, okay. So this is the that's been the first episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. Indeed. Anyway, right. Well, okay, Chris, thank up. you for listening. Though. Thank yeah, you very much for thank listening. Thank you very I hope much. Enjoyed. I've been Dave Fensum. I've been Chris Greer. and we'll see you next time when we listen to the Christians' colours. Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck me. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>